down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 113. Lucky 113, Peter. How do you feel about that number? I love it. Mm-mm-mm. My fourth favorite number. <laughs> number four. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyway, we have, this is Heart of War Down Under, guys. Hello, how you doing? If you haven't been here before, welcome for your first time. You're here for, here for our Faction Ladder episode, which is, I think this is the sixth or seventh that we've done. This is the seventh we've yep. done. So there's seven of these. We'd like to we like to push them out every two to three months. Anytime there's been a we're, bit of a... the originators. Yes, no we, one else has ever done a faction ladder. All the others are just pale imitations of the memory pale. and sheer quality of what Peter and I produce. Anemic. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I was, I'm was i just going to say it out here now. I planned to do this episode uh, three weeks ago before Votan came out, but then Votan got in a week before I thought it was going to come out, and so I had to do the Votan review. And so that means, because I want to do this episode before them, so we captured the snapshot of the meta before what I thought was going to be a meta-defining army came out. So that's you know how yeah. I usually like to do these episodes, like to get off, this, this is where we are now, and let's we're going to a jump-off point for meta adaption and polarizing elements, etc. And then I'll capture it again in two or three months when things have warped around Votan. Uh, but then I had to do Votan review, and then Art of War put out a YouTube YouTube episode, and Stats Check put out a Faction Ladder episode as well. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to put mine out after theirs, and I'm going to look like the the fat kid at the party, you know, what he wants to pick, because I'm just tailing along at the end, you know. And then they both did it before the Votan FAQ, and now I'm doing it after Votan FAQ, so my one's way less invalidated than theirs, so they can yeah. suck it. <laughs> Yours is basically genius, because, I mean, you're putting this out probably, by the time this goes live, a day before the balance data slate for everything exactly up right. again. Couldn't be more perfect, right? So we're catching yeah. it after the Votan FAQ, but before the data slate. Now, I don't, yeah. I don't expect a big data slate, though. Like, I'm not expecting a big shake up in the data slate. So could be that that is not a huge... I don't think so, either. Uh, it could be I don't either. think so, because I think uh, GW is only looking at win rates. So I think they're only going to slap exactly right. two or three factions. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully lift the bottom couple and then slap down Necrons yeah. and maybe uh, Harlequins, Tyranids, by a little bit. They don't need a huge nerf, yeah. just a little bit. Um, no, Tyranids need need to be punched in the in the mouth, but well, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We're actually going to talk in part two about how you go about punching Tyranids in the mouth without ruining the whole faction, because some yeah. some people think because of the way they score their points game by game, if you hit them yeah. again at that level, the army will be dead. Doesn't matter how good the data sheets are. Mm. If you take away any more of their ability to have good secondary and scoring ability, doesn't matter how good they are, they'll still get sixty points, and who gives a crap? You know. Um, so there is that element to it. We're gonna we're gonna part one here. We we do a faction ladder. We keep it's a li- living faction ladder, guys. So we update it from the previous one. I run do, through where we left off. We discuss where we left off. Then we update it again with where we are now. But this is a two part podcast, like it always is. If you want access to the second part of the podcast, or if you wanted to support me and you like what I do, please go over to artofwar40k.com and jump in and support everything Art of War does. The incredible war room, the holistic competitive 40k resource that it is. Or you can go over to Art of War Down Under and support me personally on Patreon. Should you wish this is a shout out to Thaniel victor i'm as good as my word mate thanks so much for the game against your spicy demons list at vtc hope you're having a good one peter you're involved in a myriad of different things and it's your chance to tell people about those things right now uh, not at the end of the show this is exciting um sure i am a goon hammer uh whatever they call themselves a goon a hammer of goons 
Uh, Goonhammer.com is a website that I take part in. Sometimes I help with articles. Sometimes I just make sassy comments and talk about Power Rangers. Um, but that's me. Uh, my website, 40kstats.com, is now 40kstats.goonhammer.com. But if you go to 40kstats.com, it'll take you to the right place. And we're working constantly on automating processes and getting more and more stats on there. Right now, Like there's so much that you can see. Um, and we pull from uh, Best Coast Pairings, Down Under Pairings, Tabletop TO, Tourney Keeper. We pull from the ITC Battles app, which is now uh, the 40k Battles app. They changed the name. I don't care. Um, also, I'm on the um, Honest Wargamers Jason show on Tuesdays usually, sometimes Thursdays, because of uh, when Val wakes up in the morning. Um, other than that, I just like, you know, live my best life. I randomly troll Twitter and Facebook groups about 40K and tell them how wrong they are about their lives and, and why they need <laughs> to get better. Um, and, uh, yeah, and now I live on the East coast of Canada instead of the middle of the North. So I actually have a life and it, it's really weird. Like I can actually go outside and do things and not be afraid to die. And it's amazing. It's fan very fantastic to hear my dude. Uh, so uh, it, it is a bit of a tragedy. The Jason show must be at the whims of Val's bougie lifestyle. It's just yeah. intolerable. Yeah. The man, intolerable. The man yeah. lives on a yacht. He does. He People does. Don't know this. He, but... he he photoshops himself into real life situations when he is in fact on yeah. like a three masted pleasure yacht at all times. Well, the yacht is so big it looks like downtown Toronto. So, so it's, it it's, it's a city block. Is yeah. It's yacht. He's that bougie. It hard to know that he's actually <laughs> on the ocean at all times. Uh, he's a man of the sea. <laughs> all right my man let us run through where we left off with our sure. um so it was episode 98 was the last faction episode we did and we're up to Ooh. 113 so it's been 25 or sorry no 15 episodes 15 weeks since we did one of these which is around about okay. right it's about it's about the three month mark we usually have to do these in between so yeah. all right <clears throat> where we left off was d tier comprising solely of astra militarum and then we had yeah, C tier. They were garbage. Um, we had C tier, which we had Admech, Imperial Fists, Raven Guard, Chaos Space Marines, Chaos Space Marines, interesting. Uh, Death Guard, Chaos Demons, interesting, and Necrons. Why, my, my God, how the landscape has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. B tier had White Scars, Iron Hands, Ultramarines, Salamanders, Black Templars, Death Watch, Space Wolves, every other essentially Space Wolves, Space Marine supplement. Gene yeah. Steeler Colts, Orcs, Dark Angels, Renegade Knights, and Imperial Knights. And was this was this was before or after the Nightbooks? I can't remember. Um, but this anyway, was just after the Nightbooks had come out. So we're only starting. Yeah, yeah. We had we had a, we had about a couple of weeks of Knights data to work off of this one. Mm-hmm. A tier was Grey Knights, Blood Angels, Drukari, T Sons, Custodies, and Sisters. And then S tier comprised of Harlequins, Tau, Assyriani, and Tyranids. It's actually pretty healthy. That is like actually a pretty healthy spread. All things considered, all things considered, you want to see a few. Yep. We wanted to see a few more of the big tier factions. You know, things like Demons, CSM had been languishing for literally like the majority of the last three years in around the the C and B tier at best. So we were expecting big things from there. And then Necrons, man, were like the joke of the edition up until the last three months. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but can you please explain to us um, what we mean by the C, D to S tiers, and a bit around about what metrics we'll be taking um, for the grading uh, on our faction ladder? So how do we, how are we place? Sure. So like S tiers, your factions that are extraordinarily hard to beat. They generally, um, you know, they they normally will win more events than they like they should. Like if you look at the like their faction makeup, they might make up, you know, three, four, five, even up to 10% of the lists at event, but 
they will oftentimes um, like are they're oftentimes uh, over represented over represented when you get to the top tier when you get to those like top fours or top tables um, things like and we'll talk about it a little more like uh, tyranids have for months and months and months had a field percentage ranging from you know six to eight percent but have been like twenty percent of uh, the the lists that get to the top table uh, that's that's a kind of your definition of an s tier army they're extra they're extraordinarily powerful they carry people um, well above like their their punching weight um, like these are the armies to beat like if you're going to a, especially a larger event where you don't have a, a specific meta to deal with, like these are armies that hmm. if you want to win, you either need to be playing them or have a strategy to beat yeah. them. And they're generally considered to have some element that is too good, like that we consider to be yeah. imbalanced or too good. These are the things that define how everyone else has to play. And these are the, the armies that are always expected to do well. Exactly. Um, your A-tier armies are um, you know, perfectly reasonable, good. Like They're the balanced armies that you know lean more towards the good they 50 plus percent win rates um you know it, below that kind of 53 54 that we often mm-hmm. i often use as like the the top end of too good uh, or sorry the bottom end of too good um factions that they can win events they've been shown to win multiple events often meeting like their representation so if your faction is five percent of the field and they win five percent of the events it's probably a good sign that it's a very balanced faction a very good faction yep so that's kind of your A tier. Like they are, they are very beatable. We know that, but you can pull out a win with them. B tier armies, they often they like they have the potential to win in the right hands. Yeah, uh, they tend to like be in that like uh, upper forties win rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a T whip that is below their representation often, um, and win rate like like something I'll say right ahead uh, is like win rate isn't everything by far. You can have a faction with like a fifty-two or fifty-three percent win rate that is S tier. Mm-hmm. Um, because they might have such a high representation that the field drags them down, but they yeah. still win you know, 15% exactly of events. Right. And then you, need to, um, then you need to look at whether they're overrepresented in the, the top placings to, to see whether exactly. they and Yeah, and, so the, it's a really good starting point. Win rate is a really good place to start from, but then you have to look for the reasons you why. You have, yeah. to, you have to look for reasons why. You have to go deeper. You can't just take it as face value. Yeah, uh, and yeah. BTA, would you and say... Uh, look at, uh, like, sorry, BTA, oh, would you say the perennial ahead. kind of three and two, two and three armies? Often, yes, they're yeah. going to be uh, more often three and two than two and three. But like, uh, and once again, you know, in the in the right hands, if you've got a faction leader that's like really strong with them, they'll pull off some small GT wins, maybe even a major win in the right spot. Um, but they struggle. And then your C tier; these are factions that are are rarely, if ever, going to win anything. Um, like their win rates are generally very poor. They have, uh, you know, top table here or there, maybe at a small GT. So they're like, there, there is a build for them, but it's not, it's not ideal. And then your D tier are factions that there's really very little hope for. Um, they're going to constantly struggle. Um, anything that that is even like at a three and two is an outlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For that faction, because they just need a lot of help. Agreed. So running back down our um, tiers once again before we start into the next one is D tier solely has Astro Militarum in it. C tier is Admech, Imperial Fists, Raven Guard, CSM, Death Guard, Demons, and Necrons. B tier, bunch of literally, literally every single other Space Marine chapter, with the exception of Blood Angels, is in B tier with the addiction of GSC Orcs, Renegade Knights, and Pure Knights. In A tier, we have GSC, like I said, 
sorry, Grey Knights, like I said, and then Blood Angels, Drakari, T-Sons, Custodians and Sisters, then S-Tier, Heartliquid's Tower, Asuriani, and Tyranids. All right, my man, let's kick off this new one. Is there anybody in D-Tier right now? Um, yeah, so I would say that right now, and this is a faction that kind of pops back and forth between C and D, depending on the mood uh, and the weather and all sorts of other stuff. <laughs> um, I would say right now, Imperial Fists is still yeah. definitely a D tier faction. I already um, typed it. They, <laughs> I already yeah. typed it in before like, said it. <laughs> they probably should have been D tier last time, but there's yeah. probably a guy that did kind of marginally okay, and so I had to be like, well, maybe there's a shot because they're Space Marines. Um, it's just they're the absolute worst Space Marines uh, by like a long undeniably shot. the least amount of uh, rules that do a thing. Yeah, I mean, they've got a 23% win rate in the last three months. Oh, jeez, no. Um, That's horrific. In tournament play, like, I'm not even going yeah. to talk about T-Whip because it doesn't exist for them. Mm-hmm. They have an average first-round loss of, like, one. Like, oh, they just my God. They just their first round yep. all the time. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> It's it's not it's not a like they don't have a huge player base anymore because they kind of got nerfed heavily into the ground at the beginning of ninth when they had their um, chapter tactic updated and they they've just never been able to produce um, the fact they haven't unnerfed that and when it would be totally reasonable in the at the power levels of the game right now is kind of incredible is is kind of really frustrating to me and hopefully that echoed by some people at home there's nothing sadder than rocking up to a table against uh, a space marine player and they've got beautifully painted yellow marines and they're like space wolves (laughs) you know because they just can't play them as imperial fists um but anyway anything else in in, uh dtm man um, I think at this point, because of some of the changes with the new factions we've got, you could probably now add Raven Guard to that. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure if somebody really wanted to play them, they could make it a C or a B tier army, but at the same time, nobody's playing them. Nobody's playing them. Because there are so many other factions that just do what they do better. Well, they're just and the, the one or two things. They're literally the Blood Angels from Wish.com at this point. Like, exactly. literally. Yeah, they're, they're they're, they've Blood got Blood nothing Angels. to give. Um, they've got they all the movement shenanigans. Really yep. And like a good warlord trait, but it doesn't matter because blood angels are just so much stronger on yeah, data sheets. Exactly right. And I would say that's really. I mean, you could make an argument for Admech. Admech have struggled, but they have had at least one person hit T whip in the last three months. That's good uh, enough. Right? Um, yeah. So shockingly, I think yeah. they can get bumped up from that alone, even with their kind of piddly win rate. Um, it's yeah. funny how just a handful of faction like diehards, like guys like. Um, Rickard Nilsson, who just refused to play anything else, and then every now and then will pop up and just smash an RTT, a GT, and just keep a faction relevant. It's just amazing how literally guys like that have just put Admec, are the reason Admec isn't in D tier, literally. Yeah. And that's that's all it takes, you know? So, you know, Raven Garden, Imperial Fist players, this is your fault. <laughs> You're the worst, and I hope you know that. Maybe like, if you had stuck stuck with your factions a little bit longer and not jump ship, they wouldn't be in D tier. Yeah, that's, like right, that's right. That's right. Uh, what else is in C tier? Uh, uh, Death Watch is a C tier army. They've they've got like uh, if you're looking at kind of the uh, the ITC battle app data, they're sitting only at a 35 percent win rate. GT rate, they're only at a 38. Um, I believe they do have um, a, like a, a T whip where they have had T whip at least, which is mm-hmm. kind of the thing that's holding them up. Uh, Death Watch is yeah, they've had two people hit T whip in the last three months. The big thing that kind of holds them up is they do have an AOR that if your opponent forgets that it, you can spend three CP to basically delete a unit a turn, yeah, auto delete, uh, yeah, you're going to be in trouble, and that that will get you some wins at smaller events. 
Um, I know, I do know some like real diehard Death Watch fans, of which I was at one point myself, um, that try to say they're way better than they are, but like they're not. This, I, this is- and I, it's one of the every now and then like i make a big call on this show they say like oh death watch isn't good yet but they will be good as soon as xenos get good and now xenos yeah. are at the absolute zenith of their powers right now and death watch just can't hang the the game just moved yeah. way past all the rules that they got given to go against xenos and none of them really matter it's funny enough yep. it's only by pretending to be like changing hats between being other chapters that death watch it remains relevant, like being like, oh, well, I'm White Scars this turn. I'm now Blood Angels. Now I'm, you know, this is the chapter, Blood Angels. And it's only by being able to, and that, that takes, a, it's, it's a huge skill ceiling, um, sorry, skill, yeah, ceiling army as well. It's not very easy to pick up and you only end up having like six or seven units on the table. So it's really unforgiving in addition. Um, I'm really sad to say because I think their book is cool and I think that's a really cool army, but they're just, the rules just don't do enough. Yeah, no, anyway. I 100% agree. I would say, like, if we wanted to, we could probably say that most of the Space Marines are now C-tier factions just because of the updates that have happened with um, all of the different books we've gotten the last three months. There's only yep. a handful that I wouldn't put in C-tier. I think you could still say that Iron Hands and Dark Angels um, are a little bit above that. Um you could make an argument for Space Wolves because they've kind of had a bit of a resurgence recently. Yep. Um, and Blood Angels, of course, is is a very competitive faction right now. Okay. Um, so I've just space- copy-pasted Death Watch, White Scars, Ultras, Salamanders, Salamanders, uh, Black Templars, and Death Watch into C-tier. I want to talk about Salamanders for a second. Um, I thought yeah. they would be in B-tier, um, but tell us what the stats say. Um, so from, uh, from Salamanders' perspective, they've had one guy hit T-Whip in the last three months, um, they did go a decent distance, making it into like a like the seventh round of an event before they took that first loss. But th- that's the only one. Their average first loss is like a one point seven, which is very low. A- average first loss is kind of my favorite statistic for determining the the like um, strength the of a faction capability, the strength mm-hmm. of a faction more than say T whip or win rates or anything like that. Um, generally, your B to A tier factions are going to be within like within a 10th of a point from two, two is the, yeah. the most common average first round loss is losing the, uh, to losing that second round. So anything between like a 1.9 and a 2.1 is generally your B and A tier factions with very few exceptions. Yeah. Um, and, and what we see with the, with Salamanders, a 1.74 um, like there are, uh, Death Watch is is a one point six seven, so they're only slightly better than them. Yeah. White Scars are at like a at a one point three right now mm. uh, in these last three months. Ultramarines are one point five. Iron Hands are even a one point six. Um, so like all these factions are are real low, and they kind of match up to say your um, your lower end um, like Chaos Space Marine um, yeah. lists. Your Night Lords, your uh, Alpha Legion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. So it's these are definitely kind of like your C tier um, faction exactly play, right. uh, at least in in terms of play. Yeah, spot on. Um, anything else uh, in C tier apart from those that amalgam of space marines? Um, just give me one minute to take a look here, real quick. It's uh, one thing that I think I missed, and I don't want to don't want to lie. To take your time. I would put Grey Knights also into that C tier. They've got no. a forty two percent win rate, which isn't terrible. Like I think which is kind of on par with Space Wolves. The difference is is that um Grey Knights aren't putting in the same kind of results. Yeah. Um that Space Wolves have, despite Space Wolves having I that just, very low win dude, rate. I keep seeing lists like on the Thursday show, I keep seeing Grey Knight lists 
with freaking dreadnoughts in them. And I'm like, stop, please, for the love of God, they don't do Get anything. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> They're useless. Please save yourself. Take a rhino. Put some dumb crap in it. You'll do. You'll love your life more. Put servitors in a rhino instead of taking a freaking dreadnought. <laughs> you'll get. You'll get more points. I guarantee you will get more points from that than you know. Tune to servitors in a rhino will get you more points than a dreadnought, unless it's the GMDK. You know, you can do some stuff. But anything else in C tier? Um, let me just double check to make sure i'm not because we do this every time and usually at the very end i'm like oh yeah there's this other one we forgot about yeah, yeah. <laughs> that i totally forgot about that nobody plays there's one uh, i was being expecting to hear you say which is death guard for ctr um so just so you know guys i have no full knowledge of what peter's gonna say i'm just i throw out what i know as being a, an analyst and paying attention to the game and then sometimes peter says oh you know you're wrong Adam. you don't know crap and then you know that's usually i'm i'm the representative of you the listener in this interaction actually so if it's i say dumb crap so, it's because you guys taught me it <laughs> taking no accountability what we've seen in the last few months um is like death card has kind of had a like this weird creeping resurgence where they're not I'm not going to say they're competitive by any means, but they've had five or six people hit T-Whip. Their win rate has gone up uh, like these last three months. It's almost at a 50%. Like to me, they're a very much a low B tier faction. Uh, their average first round loss is almost a 1.9. Uh, finally, they've, they've started to creep back up. Um, like, Something I didn't say earlier, and we talked a little bit about this last time, but this the game um, has come to a point where it's probably the most balanced it's been since the early months of Ninth Edition. Yeah. Um, the last time it like, was genuinely this good was this point of Eighth Edition. But like the last, like there was a, a nine month period of Eighth Edition where it was really, really well balanced. There was a couple of outliers, but genuinely speaking, like everything had a bit of a swing at you know going four yeah. and one especially uh and yeah this is kind of i think we'll look back and be like well this is the kind of period of ninth edition where it was the same and the fact is the votan came out and didn't do what iron hands did to the matter so we might be looking at another like you know six months to you know whatever till 10th edition uh, at this level which would be exceptionally good but sorry mate can you finish what you're saying no problem. I would think the only other faction you could probably put into the C tier would be Guard um, at like the very top. But they have had five people hit T-Whip in the last three months, which is usually enough to kind of give you that swing yep. um, to put them kind of over. But a 1.7 uh, average first round loss, like they 42% win rate. They still struggle real hard. Regardless, uh, I would like to yeah. I would like to applause. Well done, guard players. Uh, literally, well done, guard players, because you were the worst faction in the game, and now you're better than the majority of Space Marines in the game. So congratulations. Yeah. Like That's literally off guard players being persistent and adapting to like just a couple of secondary changes, because there's no faction, apart from maybe Imperial Fists, there's no faction that has less to work with than guard does. Oh yeah, um, I think yeah. it's a. I think the combination here is, uh, yes, their secondaries are actually extremely good, really? and it makes up for the fact that they're like... What the what the last eighth edition codex, um, and um, like knights becoming prevalent again in the meta, even if they're not amazing, really helps guard because uh, the Lehman Russ Conqueror is probably their best data sheet. Um, so when you can run six of them, oh, you mean or when you can run like six destroyer cannons in your list or yeah, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can just beat knights and mm -hmm. and like kind of beat knights your way to victory at like a smaller GT. Like I mean, and it's the same. For, uh, I'm hearing a, a similar things for demons because uh, sorry against demons yeah. because you've got a million little dumb craps to get in the way from all the flamer bombs and blood letters, and then you've just got demolisher cannons to go herder, freaking vengeance Arcadia, 
<laughs> yep. um, so that is pretty pretty cool so onto B tier I've already populated B tier with Iron Hands Dark Angels and Space Wolves please feel free to point at any specific stats about those factions that justify their positions here or they're just they're just better than that they're pretty good well um, like Dark Angels and Space Wolves 1.9 for their average first round loss 1.85 for Space Wolves Space Wolves have had a number of players actually go like real deep in larger events um which is like they've had five people hit T whip. At uh, two of them have gone like real, real deep. So their their uh, G whip, their games in winning position, is actually quite high by comparison to their faction representation. Um, so like they're on that like lower end of B tier where we know that they in the right hands they can win. Like if a Jaime Paris decides to pick up Space Wolves again and yep, yep. And, and do the thing, or um, if. Brian Hunter goes to some shitty event in the Midwest that only six other people show up to. Like he uh, might actually get in with them. Um, like Space Wolves have a chance now, and it's 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 it like you love to say the, the better chance of, of most Space Marine players. Dark Angels have always kind of been like these guys probably should be the best uh, Space Marine faction <laughs> given everything they were given. Um, they did take a bit of a hit with their secondaries coming into the the new update, which has yep. hurt them. Um, but they're still holding strong. That one point nine is uh, is like is a definitely respectable number for an average yep. first round loss. Um, their win rate not the greatest. You know, it's in the like mid forties unless you look at um, ITC Battle App data, which has them a little bit better, if I recall. Um, just kind of pulling that up right now. Interesting. So. Um we usually, so just to, for people at home, um, we haven't ordered the C tier so much. Uh, we may go back and order at the end. I will be asking um, to, to order the B tier and order the A tier as close as we can to the numbers. So uh, if you know which one of these would be the bottom of B tier, please let me know, mate. Oh, it'd be Space Wolves. Space Wolves and Dark Angels would probably so they're, be much they're, they're the same. So because I'm a Space Wolves, because I'm, I'm a Dark, Angel, Dark Angels player, I'm going to be putting Space Wolves last and okay. Dark Angels one ahead of Iron <laughs> <laughs> it's my show, people. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, because like Dark Angels, once again, another uh, five guys have, have made it the distance. They have that slightly higher average first round loss, which is a big deal for me. It's kind of what I... 42% win rate on the ITC battles app, so like, definitely not doing great in, in casual hands, which makes yep. sense when you see the lists that are actually working for Dark Angels, mm -hmm. um, because we've seen um that move away from terminator spam uh yeah. into yeah. ravenwing and yep. using the um the storm speeders to your advantage taking over the board as quick as possible and hoping you can overwhelm your opponent with decisions and and yeah and you know using that mobile obsec that you have it's yeah um, it's really good and it's a really fun way to play the game as well i'll tell everybody out there if you're playing dark angels right now flip over to the ravenwing it's just a lot of fun like even if it goes it, wrong it for you it looks it's, it looks good. It's dynamic. You've always got plays. You've always got decisions. And it's, it's just engaging. Yeah. And if the average Dark Angel player was even like a tiny bit better, I, <laughs> you might even see these guys at the top of B tier instead of where they are. Unfortunately, <laughs> the case. All right. Uh, what else is in B tier, mate? I'm not sure. Um, I would say like there are factions that I want to say are B tier. That my, uh, I would say orcs are definitely in B tier right now. Yep. Uh, I would have would not have been surprised if they're in C tier. So I'm very actually happy to hear they're in like middle to B. Yeah, a 49% win rate, which is you know nothing spectacular, yeah. but uh, but you know they're they're in near that 50 percentile. They've had uh, 14 people hit T whip in the last three months, which is ex 
extremely good. It was higher than I thought until I started going back and looking at, at tournament results and then realized, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot that Damn. You know, some people are still making Gasgill work or still well uh, still making buggies do the thing as long as they kept rolling to go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, orcs are definitely uh, like a hardcore B tier. We talked about Death Guard as well as being kind of a low B tier. I would say Death Guard are performing better than any of the Space Marine factions that I've pulled recently. Yep. Um, Thousand Suns is another high B tier faction that one point like one point nine five. Another faction with fourteen. They, their stats um, just about identical to orcs. Uh, in every respect, thousand so, suns and orcs. orcs were upper middle of B tier last time, and T suns were A tier last time, and now they're both middle of B. So that's fair I enough. I would say middle to top of B for yep. both. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I would say Chaos Knights currently uh, a very high B tier faction. Another one with uh, yep. like a really good, you know, a, a decently good um, for average first round loss, one point nine six. So slightly better, thousand suns, slightly worse than orcs. Um, decent representation in terms of T-Whip. Uh, you know, 3% of all T-Whip have been Chaos Knights. Um, win rate in that kind of, once again, that like high 40s. Yep. Which is, um, like, if you look at like the win rate band for 40k right now, it is so good other than uh, like the top end, a couple Tyranids, of factions. Harlequins, yeah. Yeah. And then at the bottom end, like Raven Guard, Imperial Knights, mm -hmm. Imperial Fists. Imperial Fists, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so like I would definitely say that that's another one. Chaos Knights is in there. Orcs is in there. Um, just trying to make sure I haven't missed anybody else. Um, Craft World Eldar is kind of a borderline. Uh, I would say it would be also B at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I would I would have been happy with them to be like a solo B plus or a solo yep. A minus. I, I feel like they're kind of a tweener, but they're definitely. I don't feel like they're either. Um, so I'm gonna go Eldar and I'll put a I'll put a B plus at the end of them. So they're they're a single B plus faction for this one, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. What's their what's their numbers like? Because I mean, as soon as the ignores cover left Hail of Doom, they kind I felt like the ass kind of fell out of the whole faction. Well, sorry, I felt like people left the faction wholesale for greener pastures with Harlequins or back to wherever else they were doing. But there's yeah. tons of play there with Ulthway and Baltan and a myriad of other builds, Yunari even. Um, and yeah, it just seems like everyone just dropped it as soon as they lost ignores cover on uh, Hail of Doom. So the big thing with Craft Worlds, um, like their win rate, 45% kind of on a casual side, 47% in, in regular play. Um, their T-Whip is relatively low. It's at about a 3%. Mm -hmm. um, but their average first round loss is quite is quite high. It's 2.18. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that is that's it, very good. It's basically like it's it's that's why I'm kind of giving them borderline because average first round loss shows that there is a lot of potential for this faction and we're seeing it. I'm seeing some really cool Althway lists starting to come out mm -hmm. um, to kind of combat what where the meta switch has shifted to, which I really enjoy because I've always liked Althway. Um, so yeah, like Craft World is one of those ones. If someone said you're wrong, it's a like I would totally. Yeah. A, by the way, guys, like if, if you make any comments where you're like you're wrong literally don't care period but uh like if you were like well i think this should be an eight here you okay you know what i wouldn't disagree i'd be like that's totally fine i will they, i will kiss you right on the mouth when i see you in vegas don't worry top, about top of b bottom of a i think that's where craft world is yeah and i like they're in a similar situation to chaos space marines although i give chaos space marines a bit of a bump into a because creations of bile is and yeah. emperor's children are so good yeah um that they kind of carry that faction up to the next level 
Um, are we able to do? I don't know if you've got enough uh, figures yet, but if if we want to for next one, if we can't do it for this one, be very happy to do the uh, uh, the Chaos Space Marine sub factions. Like if you wanted to chuck Iron Warriors, Black Black Legion, and stuff in this. Sure, as well. I could I could definitely do it. I don't want to do it for this one because no, it's no, like no. a headache. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't do give you lead time. I only just thought about it now. I'm like oh, we could probably do that. But anyway, what uh, what is? And the, I would put Adeptus Custodes now in B tier. Top of B, like above or below Craft Worlds. Uh, below Craft Worlds. Yeah, I would have thought so as well. Um, so got, custodians got, are in this interesting place. If you look at them from like a casual win rate perspective, if you look at like the ITC Battles app they're data, monsters. they're monsters. They're at like yeah. a fifty-five percent win rate. Yeah, right? it's crazy. Uh, but average first round loss is one point eight. Mm-hmm. Only one percent of T Whip now. Um, they're a faction that like does not have a, a hard time winning games. Like they have a fifty percent win rate at a GT level, which there's only a handful of factions that are above fifty. It's just yep. like because of where we are it's actually not that bad to have them there mm-hmm. um but like w- they don't make it deep any longer which is kind of something we've we've expected to happen for months now um yep. it just took a while because like the dreadnought build came out and worked for a long time um but the dreadnought build doesn't work into a number of the the new kind of yeah, big dogs and in addition they just don't have enough stuff like, the game has gone to such a resource-dense... Like, you look at how many units and models and wounds and, uh, like, the the standard, uh, like, top-tier Necron army brings to the table. And it's like, it's just... It's three times, four times the amount of wounds, like, it feels like, at least, of, of units and wounds and resources that a, that a Custodes player has. And so they just need to be perfect at all times, and everyone else just gets to, just gets to like, drown them, block them, throw away units just to corral them. And it's just a bit rough. I mean, it's still an extraordinarily easy army to play, which is, is why I, yeah. uh, you can kind of see how, like, if you look at like ITC Battles app and things like that, they will c- consistently maintain that high win rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at like how they actually play in tournament play, it's been this like slow degradation down to where they're at now. Um, and with Votan coming out, even after their nerfs, Votan absolutely annihilate them. Like mm-hmm. it's a turn two tabling yeah. even now. For, yep. uh, for Votan into Custodes in just about every scenario. Um, so, like, it's just not going to get better for them. Yeah. All right, so moving on, we're into the bottom of A tier, my dude. Um, so this is where I would put uh, Drukari, Tau, Blood Angels, Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. Um, Drukari have a really good competitive win right now, back up to 52%. They're really, like, uh, playing hard into, uh, like, rack spam. But even, yep. like, the old-school... Drukari good stuff lists, especially in Australia, if Matt Morisoli happens yeah. to show up to the yeah. right event in, like, I don't know, Ballarat <laughs> or wherever. Yeah. Um, whatever the hell place you guys call a back alley. Like, <laughs> you can still put out a good result as long as, you know, Drazar's in the same raider as a couple Incubi. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah. So, like, Drukari are doing excellent. We've seen the Rack Spam list doing it. Doing very well for Manny here at Disgusting. this weekend at LGT. Disgusting you know, except stuff. for the games when he decided uh, to forget how chess clocks work. No comment. Um, or at least ignored ignored uh, the, how they work, which you know is just a, it's a Manny thing. It should be part of his his motto. Um, so yeah, Drukari, great um, Imperial Knights. I would say the better knights, yes. sitting at that fifty percent win yeah. rate. Um, it's kind of the thing we were we were waiting to see. There are fifty three percent when you look at. Um, like kind of the ITC battle app data, mm-hmm. they have put up a number of uh, of results. You know, they have an average first round loss of two point oh five, which is kind of where I say those A tier factions kind yep. of want to be at. Um, Tau is at a two point oh one. Blood Angels at a two point oh one. Yep. Tau, like 
the thing about Tao too is like they're they're a great faction that's they you could argue in that are an S tier faction, um, but only because like the right Tao players are so good with them. They've I had one hundred and twenty percent agree. I don't understand people saying Tao is dead, Tao is gone, Tao doesn't exist anymore. Tao's incredible, dude. It's uh, I played against Tao on the weekend, just gone. Yeah, one of the uh, a phenomenally strong player. He didn't have any, he didn't have a single crisis suit. And he annihilated without a single oh, yeah. crisis suit. He had one crisis commander, and like it didn't matter. His army is just that good, and he's just that good with it. Like it's actually ridiculous how deep that book still is. But as soon as crisis yeah. suits got a little bit less perfect, everyone was like, "Oh, it's dead! It's dead! Oh, it's over!" Um, but it it shows like the the difference in like player skill required to play Tau. Um, when you look at say like their average first round loss two point oh one, they have the exact same T whip share as Harlequins. Wow. Uh, Wow! Like, so they they hit so, the, they hit the top tables just as much as, to my mind, I think on stats is the best army in the game right now. Or is is Tyranids um, one better? I would say that Harlequins are second or third. Like there's an okay. argument there from an average first round loss perspective. They're the second best faction in the game. Yeah, Harlequins, because um, it is still insane. Um, but the thing about Harlequins is they 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 can't they don't seem to be able to finish. Yes, they they they, they don't have that porn star mentality. So they they can't. <laughs> Dude. They get to the end and they, and they cut out. It's, it's, and... it's over. It's, it's, it's nothing there. But uh, and the thing with Harlequin is you you're constantly so it's like going to the um it's like going to the casino with rigged dice and it's just seeing how many rounds of roulette you win. Eventually, you laugh. You don't yeah. get enough laughing god dice. You roll twenty five percent four ups instead of you know seventy five sixty percent or even fifty percent four ups, and your army just just doesn't do anything. Um, and, and that just ends up happening. I, I see it happen all the time. But then there are the the best players in the world that they, they play in such a matter that doesn't matter. Like you, you can kill all my stuff. I've just got more stuff. So there is there is a real big skill cap on a lot of these armies that are especially like you said, Tau's a really good one to 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 um, zone in on because if people if everyone out there is saying that it's bad and it's not, the question is why? Like like and uh, this isn't just a. A, this this isn't a popular perception thing. This is just like uh, what are people do? What are people not? What are people not seen yet? Essentially, like not saying anybody's doing yeah. anything wrong. It's just like is, is, is there literally a portion of this book that like is there? You got a couple of pages stuck together or something? Like you know, <laughs> uh, something as silly as that. Anyway, um, so right now in A tier we have at the bottom of A tier we have Drakari, Tau, Blood Angels, CSM, and then Imperial Knights at the top so far. Anything else in A tier? Uh, I put Chaos Demons at, at, as A tier. Okay, this um, is the they don't have a lot of. This is the first time unpacking demons on uh, this fa- on a faction ladder. So please feel free to go as deep as you can on these stats. So, and sorry to interrupt, man. I know you're about to launch into it. Oh yeah, it's no trouble. So you know, since their launch, they've been sitting at a like a pretty healthy between fifty and fifty three percent win rate, depending on the week. Um, they haven't had a lot of T whip, but their average first round loss has has spiked dramatically since their codex came out. Yep. Um, just taking a quick look here, they were averaging like. Well, it like they were way down. They were at like a one point seven, and I believe I'm just gonna pull up where they're at now. Um, since they became legal, <laughs> <laughs> since they since they hit the age of eighteen, they've uh, already jumped up to one point nine three. Um, yep. They have had a couple uh, uh, lists go go to T Whip. They're playing very well. I might be giving them a, a little benefit of the doubt here by putting them as high as I have because mm-hmm. they're so new. But like that, there's that one or two particular lists that we've seen um, TJ Lanigan come out with a couple of the Art of War guys mm-hmm. that like, either that um, 
Morbius, uh, Bloodthirster plus Scarbrand, or Morbius, Scarbrand, and Bellacore yep. plus Flamers plus Bloodletters. Like yep, yep, yep. that list. It's a very binary list in that there are a couple armies that you're going to play into and be like, well, I guess I lose. Um, but they play that list plays extremely well into a couple of the best armies in the game right now. Mm. Um, like that list can dunk Necrons quite easily. Yep, yep. It can deal with Tau um, as long as you roll your four ups at the right time when the Hammerhead shoots you. Yep. Uh, it slaughters knights. It, it, it dude, gives, it's absolutely, it poleaxes knights. It's unbelievable. So, but, like, like it's a really good list, and we're starting to see results out of it, and we're seeing more and more come out as people kind of latch on to that particular build. It sucks that they really only seem to have a couple of, of builds that are competitive, and I hope yeah. that someone comes out with more. Um, so it might be that next time we do this, I, I put them back down to B, but yeah. I, like I'm giving them this like tentative A based on their early results. Initial data. Um, tell us a little bit about Chaos Space Marines. What's the best performing Chaos Space Marine sub-faction, if you know? And, uh, oh, it's Creations of Bile by a mile. I was, I was about to say, it's probably Creations of Bile by a country mile. And then directly yeah. under them is Empress Children. Under them, yes. I'd, I'd expect it to be Black Legion, just generically. Yep. You are right on all accounts. Like If you look at the last uh, you know month and a half's worth of data that we basically have, Creations of Bile is, um, has an average first-round loss of 2.77. Mm-hmm. They've had they've hit t- a T-Whip nine times. They've uh, And of those nine times, like they've gone all the way, and so many of them yeah. are almost all the way. Yep. Um, like an average first-round loss of 2.77 is absolutely ludicrous. It's better than this. <laughs> wow. Okay? The only reason why people aren't complaining is because there are, there are they only make up 1% of the field, but that 1% of the field makes up almost 5% of T-Whip in the last month and a half. Dude, that's uh, actually terrifying. But in yeah. saying that, they are a very, all my rules are incredible and oppressive or none of my rules matter kind of army. Because I've seen them run into exactly. Tau and just get obliterated in two turns because they just, none, of their rules, yes. none of their rules do anything in that matchup. So Adam, I, I am an idiot when it comes to playing 40k because I don't get very many games in and I love Creations of Bile. And if this I sick. love a faction... <laughs> Um, you have to understand it is because it is like low key busted and there, and when it like, I don't have to think like like my, my, my decision tree with a a good creations of bio list is often um, like, do I move only eight inches forward this turn versus nine? Uh, (laughs) Cause I'm just like, uh, all I do is I say, okay, that is where you are. I will push all of these men's towards you. Yep. And as long as I can make my charge rolls, I, I will win this game, whether you go first or not, and, because I kill you whether I live or die. Well, and one um, of the biggest things that they were going for him is that they are the Necron hard counter in the meta right now. They are the absolute oh, yeah. hands down will obliterate Necrons. Like I, I, I'm going to go off and just say like 85% of the freaking time, like it crashes oh, the ball yeah. go first. They will demolish Necrons off the table. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and then I saw yeah, on the my brother I, in Christ. I am not. Yeah, a, yeah. I saw on the weekend I, though. Uh, Creations of I have Bile demolished everyone. I <laughs> I saw Creations of Bile go into um, the Transhitman uh, Imperial Knights list and do not one square yeah. of a thing. <laughs> it was pretty crazy <laughs> to see. Anyway, oh. um, so right now our AT looks like once again uh, Drakari, Tau, Blood Angels, CSM, Imperial Knights, and Chaos Demons. Are you happy where Blood Angels is? And how much better are Blood Angels than the you know bottom of B tier pile? Like how much of a diff- How much better are they than the next best uh, Space Marine faction? I mean, they make, they they actually have hit that like that kind of magical 2.0, 2.01 um, average first round loss. Um, they've hit T Whip like twelve times in the last three months. Yep. Um, I will say that they are probably a 
better a tier faction in canada than in the united states because sam uh, procopio lives here uh, yeah. uh, but um you know sam prochetta is like just a, an all-star player regardless as he's mm. shown worldwide um but yeah like they if you look at the next best space marine faction which is probably space wolves in terms of like um they're more than double them in terms of t-whip rep um they've got them by a decimal two in terms of average first round loss um their win rate is like six points higher um because like they are almost a 50 percent win rate they are below a 50 percent win rate but they're putting up numbers yeah um and that's the big thing uh, because like there are a lot of really bad blood angel players and and, like there's also you know some blood angel players that don't play sanguinary guard and if you're not playing you know 20 plus of them your list probably isn't very good right now um like there is that kind of more death company style list but even that one at least wants 15 to 20 death uh because sanguinary are carry the list right Mm. um yeah. Well, fair enough. The, uh, the only other thing for A tier, I would say, is we should put Gene Steeler cults in them now. I don't think I've mentioned. Gene I was Steeler waiting cults. for you to bring them up. Uh, whereabouts they go in the A tier? They bottom, middle, top. It's let's put them in the bottom for now, because um, what we saw happen was you know everybody had kind of given up on Gene Steeler cults. They were like a B tier faction at mm-hmm. best. Um, they came out at the same time as Custodes, which was just way stronger and kind of and got Tau. forgotten. Yep. And Tau. Um, but, you know, luckily for the world, we saw, you know, Eric Lathoris come to WTC and absolutely just curb stomp people with them. And he'd just done it at, a, at an event previous to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw like Team Poland put in some results with the uh, Gene Steeler Colts lists. Ennis Wilson then thereafter picked them up, uh, picked up uh, Eric's list and started playing it. Other people have started copying the yep, list and making yep. slight modifications. Turns out uh, Gene Steeler cult bikes are still fantastic and really good in the current meta. Um, so taking 30 of them is not a bad way to win an event. Um, they are starting to slow a little bit, but like they're, they, they jumped dramatically. Like their average first round loss in the last couple of months is at almost a 2.2. Yep. Uh, you know, they, they make up 2% of T-Whip and that's a faction that only makes up 1% of the meta because nobody bought Gene Storicults when they came out. It is, uh, so incredible to me to see, cause so there's, so Eric's list. Yeah. The one that, that has been yeah. proliferated and taken everywhere. It existed from the inception of the Codex. It existed from the release of the Codex. There's nothing new that got added to that book apart from the oh, secondaries. Yeah. Apart from the secondaries changing, that 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 thing has been there the entire time. There's no meta change. There's no points decreases. There was nothing. That that list was there the whole time. Just nobody found it until now. It's freaking amazing. It's it's such a cool story to see that a book was just lying there, and all it took was just one person to just make something that worked for him, and then it all of a sudden just opened up a whole faction for people to enjoy again. I think it's a beautiful story. Yeah. And in addition, oh, I love it. I wouldn't be surprised to see that to see that wave recede a little bit more because man, like Gene Steeler Colts just beat you the first time you play against them so often because you just do not they play so differently to everything else in the meta that yep. you just you just don't account for it, especially at a tournament when you're writing a list, you're like, Do I have to write a list for GSC? And the answer is no, like ninety five percent of the time, unless you go into a freaking event with Inez or Eric right now. Uh and <laughs> you just so G Rock against G Silicon, you got no idea what they do. They could literally they are the army that could literally say anything to you. Like, I uh, I've got a Clamavus, uh, what does he do? Uh, he just means I get to slap you at the top of every turn. Like actually full hand yeah. in the face. And you just be like, Oh yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> you, you, no one knows what they do. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, anything else in A tier? 
I would say that's it. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody this time. I said Tau. I said Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. Imperial Knights. Um, uh, and it's inter- the interesting one is Imperial Knights sitting at pretty much the second from the top of A tier. We've got Chaos Demons sitting one above them. Please let me know if you want to reorder that. But um, Imperial- Oh, yeah. We probably should reorder it a little bit. Like, I would say Tau is better than all of those. I'd say Tau is the top. Tau is the top. Fantastic. Good to know. Tau and then Chaos Space Marines is probably after that. And then I'd put Imperial Knights. Um, and then GSC Demons. And then... Blood Angels kind of are all, it doesn't really matter their order. They're all kind of... Yep, yep. That sounds good to me. All right. Into the S tier, into the spicy sauce. And I can think of, I think there's three factions left. Sisters, uh, sorry, Sisters, Harleys, Tyranids, and Necrons. Ah, yes, of course, Necrons. All right. What is the ordering of this spice? Am I I correct in thinking it's either Sisters or Necrons first? Um, Yeah, I would say Sisters are probably fourth. Sisters have a slightly higher win rate. They're at a 54%. Um sisters like do put up some like have put up some really good numbers you know if yep. you look at they're at a 55 percent uh almost 55 percent when yep. you look at itc battle app data um and what's crazy about sisters is, is that their results are so consistent like like you said they're actually oh, yeah. the, so the itc battle app and the um and the event statistics are pretty mirrored right yeah well yeah yes, it, it's very actually it's actually a very rare thing isn't it yeah Oftentimes that is not the case. Um, Sisters also have like an average first round loss of 2.26, which is matches Necrons. They make up 8% of T-Whip and they're only 6% of the field. So like like they're well above that T-Whip ratio. They play well, decently well into um, like the other top end factions. But, you know, they do, you know, the the lean is more towards Nids and Harlequins in that matchup. Necrons is kind of almost a 50-50 at times. Um, because both Necrons and Sisters do really well, have like such good secondary game. Um, on top of the fact that Sisters just have, you know, miracle so, dice and yeah. like the There's, only thing that sucks about Sisters is that you you feel like you almost always have to play Bloody Rose to be competitive. They, I think there are other yeah. builds, but like that is the one, right? So in Australia, um, Jeremy Martino has been doing really well with Order of Mighty Lady, Order of Mighty Lady, but he's literally even he said literally he's doing that. Because he's bored of Bloody Rose. <laughs> he's doing that just yeah. because he's played like, uh, he played 100 million games of Sisters to prep for WTC and he's like, I just need a palate cleanse with something else for a bit. Um, yeah. But in saying that, that Sisters versus Necrons matchup, I've always found that to be a really interesting matchups until um, people started catching on to what um, a lot of people are doing and taking the, the max sized um, Scarab units. Because as soon yeah. as you do that, the, the Bloody Rose uh, Repenture Bomb, first turn Repenture Bomb, doesn't hit anything of note. And a lot of people mm-hmm. have been losing their freaking Scorpec destroyers, their um, big units of race, their freaking locust destroyers at times to that thing. And so, as soon as everyone starts getting onto the you know max units of scarabs everywhere, or just two, one or two units, the the scissors matchup will get a lot better for them, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and then saying that, I think we go with Necrons next. And Necrons, um, you know, that like two, three, four in terms of best uh, faction, in terms of like these top factions, I would say are all very close. Like Harlequins mm. does have the win rate uh, compared to the others. Yep. But, you know, Necrons, almost 11% of T-Whip. They are almost 9% of the field. Yeah, they're um, hugely overrepresented in the field. Like there's just so many Necrons everywhere. They have like the best um, like average victory points of any faction in the game. I think the best I've seen in a couple years because they're almost they're they average about a seventy three. It's disgusting. Average, so it's disgusting. points, <laughs> and that's in a win or a loss. Their yeah, average yeah. on a win last I looked was like an eighty six. Um, <laughs> so like because like the only for a 
lot of armies, the only way you can beat Necrons is you table them by three, right? Like, yeah. so that's why yeah. their average VP on a loss is bad. Because you had, like, they just couldn't, they, they had two rounds where they didn't score anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but that's just where they're at. Because, like, all you have to, and I've said it in articles, and I've said it out loud, like, Necron players can just move to the middle of the board and yell ancient machineries three mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. And, and get a hundred points. Th- give or take. Well, they're, and by turn three, they're already at a 90, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, um, that's the thing with Necrons. I feel like when we see a balanced slate, if Necron secondaries get hit hard enough, Necrons just don't function anymore. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they, they are the house of cards of the STA. Like, their oh, yeah. data sheets aren't that good. They've gotten a little bit better with the protocols getting a change, but it's not that much better compared to the rest of the field. But it's funny enough that I feel like Necrons more than anything have polarized the rest of the S tier. Like the reason, I feel like one of the biggest reasons the Harlequins and Sisters and Tyranids are here is because they're three factions that get get can get to a 50-50 matchup with uh, Necrons if they go second. If like going first yes. against Necrons is, is is the is like everybody's dream. You rock up to Necron table like, please let me go first, or or you know, please, please, please. Uh, but the reason the other ones are in S tier is because they can actually win going second against Necrons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, keep going, mate. Um. So yeah, so that's your Necrons. Your and like if you look at the GT level, the last three months Necrons have been at about a fifty three percent win rate. They're fifty four, fifty five in ITC Battle App. Um. They're just like. They're just good. There's nothing mm-hmm. else I can say other nah. than like it's easy. If you you can just look at the results from the last GW Open when Jack Harpster uh, first looked at a Necron model, <laughs> literally the day that he <laughs> took them to the GW Open, <laughs> and he scored what like 697 out of possible uh, 700 yeah. points at that event. Or something stupid. For shame! For yeah. shame! Never played the faction before. Literally didn't get a single practice game in. Like made small alterations to a list that he got from that Richard had played previously. Took it to one of the biggest yeah. events in the country, in the world, uh, and just clubbed and, and didn't get max. The like missed three points off max scoring. Pathetic. Yep. Pathetic. Yeah. So obviously, um, when the balanced data slate comes out, we can expect no changes to Necrons because their win rate is within the band that um, GW seems uh, accept- acceptable. So don't worry about that, Necron players. Everything is fine. Um, and then we've got our top two factions. Uh, Harlequins, I would say, is the second best faction right now. They're at a 59% win yep. rate in the last three months. Um, in the ITC Battles app, they're they're the best at a 57. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their average VP is, a, is, a hot, is the second best at a 71. So they're almost two full points below Necrons, which shows just how strong the scoring game is for Necrons. Big difference is their points against are at a 63, so they can at least hold their, their opponents down a little better than Necrons can. Because, um, like, a thing about Necrons, like we've kind of said, is oftentimes they win just by existing long enough to win uh, to get that 100 where your opponent can't. Um, yep. So, yeah, like, if we look at average first-round loss for Harlequins, it's a 2.5. Yep. That's real good. Like, that's really good. almost at absurd levels, uh, but we've seen enough threes in the last couple of years that I just I'm gonna say it's fine, because <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like you, like even with a 59% win rate, which is excessive, a 2.53 average first loss is silly, absurd. They make up yeah. 5.8% of T whip in the last three months. They're only 2.9% of the field, so they double their representation in the top mm-hmm. the top tables. You know they've gone undefeated 11 times. Like they they are quite good. Um, <laughs> They're quite good. <laughs> they, 
they're only slightly better than Necrons merely for the fact that, you know, there are way more Necron players and those way more Necron players are still putting up results. Yeah. And I see, I see Uh, Necron lists who are literally just playing with Indominus boxes still and, and getting hundreds, getting tons, tons. Naturally, a lot of those players, unfortunately don't make top tables, et cetera, et cetera for, you know, because they're they're not using the the top meta build or aren't quite aware of it yet. But the fact is that that's still a thing that happens. And, Harlequins have none of those, uh, none of that. Like there is no people playing just like box set stuff. Um, Two point nine percent of the meta you said for Necrons. So sorry for for Harlequins. For Harlequins, yeah. What the big thing about Harlequins. What did you say the percentage of the meta was for Necrons? Sorry. Eight point five. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. It's crazy. So triple. Absolute triple. Yeah. Um, the other thing about Harlequins, um, and the, probably the main reason why they win games, is because um, they ignore 96% of the rules in the core yes. rulebook. Yeah. Um, so, so literally, a, a decent Harlequin player. If you like, I I commentated Capital City Bloodbath a month ago now. It feels like 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching like Hamza Syed and Tim Dietliffs play at the top tables with their Harlequins, even when they were losing, you just didn't know because yeah. like they would. They'd be like, "Oh man, I lost all of my star weavers. What are what am I to do?" And then a single troop master would walk up and dunk a knight, and then yep. um, you know fall back eighteen million inches. It felt like, and you'd be like, "Oh, I guess whatever you want." Like yes, literally, exactly guess right. that your book just says, "I do what I want." <laughs> there are if you look in the Craft World Eldar Codex and you skip to the Harlequin pages. The only thing written in the Harlequin pages is, "I do what I want." I love it, um, Ron Swanson. <laughs> and and then there's the death watch uh, the death jester um uh, data sheet and that's it yeah there's a death jester data sheet and then i do what i want <laughs> that's fantastic Harlequin's codex complete um, um tell me um, tell me about tyranids so there was so much made after yes. their secondaries got nerfed and they got some points hikes that everyone was just yeah. like oh they're dead there won't be a problem won't be a problem Nothing has freaking changed. They were the top of three months ago. They were the top yeah. of. They were the best army in the game three months ago. They now they are the best army in the game. So shockingly, Adam, um, even with all of the nerfs and point changes, giving an a full army access to transhuman without having to spend CP on it or do anything other than exist um, is really good. Like no, it's. A, I wonder where. I wonder how that you know. How did they know that? Like it's crazy. It's crazy to think. Yeah. I mean, who could have so, who could have had such foresight? What kind of prognosticars would they have had to have had to realize that this could be a problem? It's un- yeah, yeah, crazy. I'm being extremely sarcastic. And, right like, now. and what if you made what if you made one of the the best close combat monsters in the game with the fly keyword have access to the ability to just full full move after it killed anything and be bodyguardable and and to be able to be bodyguarded like when nobody yeah, else can make him, took bodyguard away yeah, from everybody else body. but this specific guy who was already over the wounds cap allowed for everybody else and is like the best merely thing in the merely anything in the game specifically bodyguarded it's <laughs> it's obnoxious yep <laughs> yeah yep. so um tyranids make up eight percent of the field slightly less than necrons in the last three months their average first round loss is 2.68 so it's it did drop and that's what's crazy is that it was almost it was a three for a long time. Yep. Um, so down to a two point six eight. They're twenty percent of T whip. So they're more they're way more than double T whip, and they are like the second most popular faction in the game right now. Um, their win rates of fifty nine percent. They're uh, they're real good. They top everybody in almost all metrics except for average victory points per game um, because Necrons and Harlequins are better than them at that. But Tyranids also top everybody in terms of victory points against, because the average victory points you can score against Nids is 59. 
Well, so, but, but wait a minute, mate. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that the entire community, you know, everyone's told me they got bad secondaries, that they can't score points. What are you talking about? What, what's, what's this? It turns out well, you don't need to score points if your opponent doesn't score any either. <laughs> you know, you just yeah. need to score more than them. Who would have thought? If, if you can, <laughs> like, in the first turn, you know, overrun nine Tyranid warriors into your opponent's deployment zone, yes. which happens frequently, um, or, you know, shove two harpies in your opponent's face and they only are capable of killing one of them. It's weird how few points your opponent can score in, for most factions. In Turns that case. out if you just um, play the primary, if you're Tyranids and you just play the primary, you just win the game. It's as simple as yeah. that. Uh, it turns out everyone else needs and, to, needs to be on objectives to win as well. Can't roll four ups. Yes, yeah, exactly. If your opponent can't roll four ups. <laughs> yeah, spot on. It's weird. Uh, anyway, yeah, Tyranids are real good guys. Um, you know, it's better than they were. A fifty, like all those numbers are crazy still uh, to this day. Uh, but that fifty nine percent win rate, at least, it, at least it isn't seventy because we did Correct. that for a while here, and it was real sad yeah. uh, for a bunch of factions. Spot so on. having at least that be better. I'll take what I can get. Mm. Those other metrics, though, are still wild. Um, like a 20% T-whip, unless you make up 20% of the meta, which just shouldn't happen anyway, yep. um, isn't, a good, isn't a good number. 2.68 average first-round loss is way over the top. Um, and here's the thing. If they only nerf Leviathan, I do believe like Tyranids will still be the best faction in the game because uh, Kraken only requires like four more brain cells than Leviathan to function. <laughs> um, the big thing with Kraken... Is at least Kraken also needs a decent table. Like they, you need to have some terrain. They actually bleed. Uh, like the issue is there. The Leviathan is a predator, yeah. but it doesn't bleed, so you can't kill it. Kraken is a you can, it bleeds, so you can kill it. Exactly. Um, Kraken so, bleeds. Yeah. I mean, John Lennon will tell you Kraken is the is the best uh, sub faction for Tyranids even right now. I think it is. But also. that's because he has a drinking problem. I, th- I actually think it is as well because I think it gets around anything that people have built to be good into Leviathan. Just does isn't good into Kraken. Kraken just circumnavigates all of it because I mean I was going out of my way to put freaking heavy bolters in my list so I was better into Leviathan. Like, and that's exactly the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. I'm taking away multi melters to put heavy bolters in. This is this is not a this is how bad this is how crazy Leviathan has made the meta. Um, anyway, so that is the end of our tier list. Unless unless I'm just going to get double check from you. We haven't missed anything. We haven't skipped anything. We haven't dodged any factions. That's all of them. Uh, the only faction we haven't talked about is we only we only have RTT results for it is Votan and Votan just got a oh, big hit. Everybody's putting Votan in their tier list anyway. I'm gonna say Votan's an S tier army without any stats. I'm gonna <laughs> say they're still S tier even with the drastic nerfs. <laughs> all right, um, because I'll, I don't I'll, think they were that drastic. But right. I think I totally freaking agree. I th- apologize to anybody. I think there might be a little bit of lag between me and Pete on the recording, so we might be talking a little bit over each other more than we actually are in real life. So. Do apologies. I think I've just picked up on that, and we're going to leave that in. But I was about to run. Let's run through this right now, and we're, you're going to tell me where you think Votan are, and I'll tell you where I think Votan are. So at the bottom, we have D tier, Imperial Fists, and Raven Guard, C tier, Admech, Death Watch, White Scars, Ultramarines, Salamanders, Black Templars, Death Watch, uh, Grey Knights. Oh, sorry, I've got Death Watch in there twice. Um, uh, Grey Knights, Astra Militarum, B tier is Space Wolves, Iron Hands, Dark Angels, Orcs, Death Guard, Thousand Suns. Chaos Knights, Custodes, and then the only B plus is Craftworld Elder. Uh, then we have A tier, GSC, Drakari, Dark mm-hmm. Angels, Chaos Demons, Imperial Knights, Chaos Space Marines, and Tau, and then S tier, Sisters, Necrons, Harlequins, and Tyranids. Now you think where in S tier do you think Votan goes? They go the top, the middle, or the bottom? Hmm. I think they're at the top. Yeah, top. You're gonna do top. I th- I think Tyranids are better than them. 
I think Tyranids might be better than them. I think they beat everybody else. And I think Tyranids are only better than them if they're Kraken. Because Leviathan just dies to them. I think there is a Biovore Kraken build that just is like, you can't see me. I'm going to throw a bomb at you every turn, and spore yep. mines are going to keep you from leaving your deployment zone, and you're going to lose the game. And I think that's the that's the the only build yep. that I see that is going to possibly hold them off. So, you, do you think that puts them above Tyranids on the S tier or below Tyranids? Because I've got them below Tyranids right now. Uh, I would put Tyranids slightly above them, just yep. because I think people will, are going to, to crack them anyway. I am going to put them at the top of A tier myself. Um, I think that um, all the S tier armies right now especially harlequins and necrons to some extent have very good abilities to negotiate what votan does at the moment especially with the lack of the mortal wounds from the the beam weapons which i thought was going to be a really big deal um especially against necrons i thought it was actually going to be a really big pain for necrons because they necrons can't deal with mortals at all there's no there's no flex there's no adjustment there's nothing they can do to be strong into mortals themselves so um I've got them at the... Uh, probably, if I was going to do it, I'd probably put them as A+. And it's a little bit of a cop-out, but I put them at the top of A tier right now. And you've got them as the second best in S tier. And we will see next time, in two or three months from now, we will see which one of us was right. We could possibly both be wrong, and they're like B++ or some crap, or C tier, who knows. They're 100% they're not C. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we will see. Uh, maybe nobody even plays them now, because everyone just assumes they're bad, and they're, they're a dead faction, which they are absolutely freaking not. Please sell me your Votan if you think they're dead. Please. Yeah, at a at a 30% discount. Um, especially if it's a brand new yeah. box. Anyway, my dude, we are gonna go over and discuss the Votan changes. We've got a bunch of amazing listener questions. Um, for everybody at home, thank you very much for sending those in. You are incredible. I do love all my subscribers and my patrons. You guys are amazing. Uh Peter, thank you very much for coming on. Anything else you would like to say about this ladder before we sign off and close out this episode? Yeah. Um Ladder episodes for any podcast or show are cop-outs when you don't have anything better to talk about, and I hate them. That's why I only participate in Adam Camilleri's, because he's the most beautiful man in the world, and I wouldn't do it for anybody else. (laughs) Oh, I do need need content to talk about when I I don't have anything to review, so I do that to go. You're not actually actually not that wrong, but hopefully I've turned into something that's worth your time and worth your... Uh, sure. hopefully worth your coin as well at home um, so everybody else that does faction lists has no idea what they're talking about and they're just doing it to make <laughs> money we do it for the love of the game I do everything like here for the love of the game anyway thank you very much mate um, actually sorry before we sign off who's the who's the big move in the shakers the so who dropped out of what tiers we didn't do this bit of the show and we really mm. need to so last S tier had um, Harlequins and Tyrions in it which is the same Tau and Asurani dropped out. Asurani dropped down a whole, skipped all the A tier and dropped to the top of the B tier. Um, whereas Tau dropped down one rung to the top of the A tier. Um, what in A tier last time we had Grey Knights, a Blood Angels, Drakari, T Sons, Custodes, Sisters. We, so we've had Sisters bumped up to S, Custodes, T Sons, uh, and Grey Knights bumped down to B. Um, mm-hmm. Is any that? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all the big movies and shakers from the last one to this one. Yep. What do you make of the um the changes in the A tier? Like uh, Tau is pretty much essential. Well, to all intents and purposes, Tau was the bottom of the last S tier. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we 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 kind of flubbed on if they should be A or S. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could argue that they're still an S tier faction now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just only certain people are playing them at that level now. Um, that's really that's which we kind of defined as an A tier faction. So spot on. Well, anyway, we'll wrap up on that note. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully that was an enjoyable and entertaining experience. Um, 
the Art of War Down Under community does not endorse or promote or uh, indulge in whatever chicanery uh, that Mr. Peter Falcon Colissimo brought to the show this day. If we did besmirch you in any way, please know it was the sole purview of Peter himself, and yeah, uh, we do not endorse me. any of his comments. <laughs> I uh, require a when disclaimer. When I make fun of you, it is only <laughs> from my heart. Uh, I love doing little disclaimer things. I think they're hilarious. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you over on part two. It's going to be a pretty spicy one. We've got the Votan stuff to unpack. A lot of our little 10th edition musings we might be talking upon. We might have some insider information. We probably don't. We're probably talking out of our asses, but tune in if that is something you would enjoy. Um, Art of War, Down Under uh, 40K or the Art of War 40K.com. Um, and yeah, we'll see you over there. Take care and good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.